I make a living off of the way that I look. So I'm like my own commodity, which is probably not healthy. Do you find that if you're dressing quote unquote sexier that you're getting more attention? So much. Wow. Welcome everybody to the Tangible House Show. I am your host, Nick Sabatello, where I'm having face-to-face conversations with talented creatives who share with us their own incredible life experiences. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Tangible House and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com. This episode is with model and photographer Laurel Tama. I just got off the call with Laurel and she tells me how she's been around film cameras her whole life as her dad was a photographer. But she got her first SLR camera when she was 17 even though as a kid would always bring disposable cameras with her on trips. We talk about what inspires her most as a photographer and discuss her ongoing self-portrait series, which started out unplanned and continues to be spontaneous even when the shoots themselves are so well composed and really seem like a premeditated concept. At the moment, Laurel is still very much a working fashion model by profession, but she shares her goals with me of wanting to publish books someday of her work, and she even enjoys printing her film images in the darkroom when she can. Lowell is incredibly bright and humble, and she shares some beautiful life wisdom with us that I think we can all grow from. Let's jump right into the conversation with Laurel and get inspired by this talented young woman. So was it a few weeks ago that we met at Whole Foods? Yeah, that was so random. Could you have imagined that we'd be doing this? <laughs> and actually, even me going to Whole Foods that night, was just so random i was like i had no idea and oh I'm really like, the person i was with i've only seen him like once this year and that was the one time i saw him oh that's so funny he's just like yeah i haven't eaten so let's go to whole foods and i was like we never go to whole foods so yeah. <laughs> well i basically uh live there so it was no surprise that i was there <laughs> yeah, if, actually, some, if someone wanted to find and kill me they should just like scout out whole foods in west hollywood <laughs> <laughs> Um, but we actually met before that a few years ago for, yeah, for my, um, my 35 millimeter magazines casting. Do you remember that for, for not, this? No, not you're, at all. You're in it. What? Where's Oh that? my gosh. That's you. Holy shit. Laurel. That was when you were with Factor, whenever the name didn't change since then two different times wow yeah that was um it even says the date march 13th 2016 it was for wow. the um the casting at benjo arwas his studio do you remember yeah i remember there was that. like hella models and polaroids flying yeah, I remember because i just started and i was surrounded oh, by really? beautiful women and i was like oh my what gosh. the hell am i doing here uh, yeah i remember that yeah, I'll have to save a copy for you then. That was um, yeah, wow. So that's that's right around the time when you started modeling. Yeah, I think so. That was probably that was way early. <laughs> early in the game. Two thousand fourteen. That's when I you started. Oh, okay. So you were two years in. Yeah. Where are you from? 
Um, lots of places, kind of. Like, I was born in Monterey. Okay. Um, and then because my parents divorced when I was very young. Yeah. Um, I eventually moved to Sacramento, and then I moved um, to Dana Point, which is, like, south of L.A., or Laguna Beach, because I met my mom when I was 16. So oh, okay. Yeah, and then I ended up wanting to stay with her to go to school. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, like, Monterey is pretty home base for me. Um, it's where I spent, like, my early childhood. So, I feel like it was really transformative. Where is that? I don't, I don't think I've ever been to Monterey. Where is that? Um, have you been to Big Sur? No, but I hear it's beautiful. So, it's north a bit? Yeah, it's like right above Big Sur. You have like Big Sur and Carmel and then Monterey. Okay. And then you have San Francisco as well, like an hour away. Yeah, I heard about that. I heard about that place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I want to go back to what you just said, because I, I mean, I didn't obviously know that about you. And um, with you meeting your mom at 16, that must have been a big deal. So like your early teens, did you have like a other motherly figure or no not really I mean I had my um grandmother Mm -hmm. my own but definitely more of a grandma than a mother so it kind of growing up now and realizing that I didn't have it and kind of has some kind of motherly um figure influence you you do feel a little bit lost or mm. unable to relate to certain things, but you can't really miss what you never had. So, yeah, I suppose so. Um, it's like I, I don't have any brothers. I have three sisters. <clears throat> Somehow this comes up in every podcast. I feel like we talk about um, our family and stuff, but but I've yeah, I never have thought that hard about like oh, I wish I had a brother or something. Yeah, because no. you just didn't have it. Yeah. That's the way that it is. It's completely fine. I feel For sure. like it made you who you are today, right? Yeah, definitely. And I had a great dad. He was really um, he was there, and he were, he did his best. So. Did he have, did he have to take on some some of those like motherly normal like normal things that would fall onto the mom? Like, I well, like he would try to like put my hair up for school, and it would really? just ponytail, oh, and I would just leave it because I felt so bad. That's but the cutest thing. <laughs> guy so he would dress me in camouflage he was what'd you say about him he wanted me to be I think a son yeah Yeah. a tomboy yeah I was such a tomboy that's cute as shit you'll have to show me some um some kid pictures of you um wow do you have brothers and sisters um yeah I have an older sister Jessica um who I live with in LA oh okay yeah, she goes to UCLA. She's doing like behavioral psychology. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah, she's quite impressive. I feel bad because her graduation was just canceled. <laughs> I didn't even go to my graduation. Um, well, it wasn't as big of a deal for me because I had left, I left school, um, like in the middle of school when I got discovered for modeling myself years ago. <laughs> Don't do that anymore. And um, then when I went back to finish my degree, I don't know, it was just, I felt like I had like already kind of been there, done that thing. And um, I was, I flew back from, cause I went to Ohio State and the, 
that same week of our finals, as soon as I finished, I had booked a flight back to LA. And then I think like a week after that or, or so was our, you know, you walk in the ceremony and stuff. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I told my parents, I was like, you know, you're not expecting to go to anything, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we didn't think so. <laughs> they know me. Um, um, do you ever think about going to school and studying or did modeling kind of take over that? No, I, I dropped out. <laughs> dropped out. What, what were you studying? Or did you not get that to that point of figuring that out? I was doing philosophy. Oh, I bet you were. <laughs> That's I was cool. Like, I, don't, I don't need an institution. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be a philosophy major. No, I think um, I'll That's definitely funny. school for sure. Um, I don't think it needs to be so traditional, right? No, I think, you know, we're kind of pushed to just go and find some something to study. But I didn't really know the world yet. And I didn't really know myself that well either. So I think now a degree would definitely, I think I'd be more useful with it. Um, yeah. I, I love lectures. I actually would go to some of my sister's lectures at UCLA. I just like. Yeah, drop in. Yeah, it's nice. Do you get dressed up? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) For for the cute college guys? Yeah. No, there's none. (laughs) What? Damn. No, my school was a constant distraction of good looking people. (laughs) And I was in a fraternity too. My first. my first two years and then I dropped out of that though because it was like not wow, not my frat. scene yeah it wasn't my scene I'm, I'm not I, okay. I'm not the <laughs> typical frat dude uh, I don't think oh no yeah I've heard nothing good about frat guys yeah I'm gonna give you a give I get a, a minus minus one point <laughs> you just lost 10 points no. oof uh yeah I don't blame you no it's fine I'm sure that was an experience in itself. Yeah, I mean, my my fraternity brother is like of my, um, you know, you have like a pledge class, it's called, like where you go, you go through the the pledging process to become in the fraternity. There was um, some really, really good, good guys in it. There was, like our fraternity was known to be like, like we were cool, but we weren't kind of like the assholes. Um, I won't even mention the other ones, but the there were like two on campus that were like really big but they were kind of known to be you know arrogant and jerks and stuff and um i feel like i feel like i chose a good one and and it's like a you know it's like a brotherhood it's kind of cool and it's not like what you see in the movies of um like the hazing wasn't like that bad although our hell week was that was mtv did come to one of our parties though Wait, which frat? Which school did you go to? Ohio State. Ohio, okay. Yeah. Why, why was MTV in Ohio? Huh? Why was MTV in Ohio? Because our parties were huge. That so I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm um, not arguing my case very well. I don't think um, <laughs> as to why a fraternity is not that bad. <clears throat> so let's get off of this topic before I bury myself. Um, when did you pick up a camera? Um, when did you get interested in that? Like, did you feel like, cause when I started modeling, for example, like I wasn't like my first shoot of modeling, I wasn't like, Oh, I want to become a photographer. You know, it, it, it took a, it took a certain shoot for me 
to to get inspired to feel yeah. that way i'm curious how it was for you my dad always had cameras my dad did photography um so growing up he always had cameras around yeah and, and um when i turned 17 i met some people like some photographers and i was like the model of course mm. and then i just enjoyed them i don't really remember the first camera i had though hmm. it must have been like 17 or 18. i'm 24 now um and then i get my canon is that what you've been shooting with like, yeah so because I've, I've had the same i shoot with the same camera i've always had in the same lens as well. <clears throat> i haven't changed it because i just feel like it fits me well, I thought I saw you've taken a self-portrait with the Rolly, right? Or yeah, I got that one. Um, I think because I was going to Morocco, and I was like, I need yeah. to use like a medium. It's format. it's such a pretty camera for we like for self-portraits. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, really reflections as well. With so, what? I'm sorry. With reflections. Oh, like okay. On like a glass. Yeah, something. yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. you can. I don't know, you know, it's like you look down at it. It's like the, what do they call it, waist level viewfinder? Yeah. Um, I, I, I don't like those cameras for, for shoots because they're, they're pretty slow. You know what I mean? Like the process is very slow, like even slower than, you know, than, than film already is at shooting. And it's like, um, I don't know, I find it because I'm very into geometry and like having like in, in the shot, like the lines lined up and everything. And, um, and I find it like difficult with, uh, cause it doesn't have a prism. You might right. be able to, you might be able to get an attachment for it, but then I think it would kind of defeat the purpose of what that waist level viewfinder is for. But you know what I mean? How like left is right and up is down. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's disorienting. <laughs> it, 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 it drives me nuts. And I just, I'm sure you get used to it like pretty quickly. It's kind of like when you're flying a plane and like it's the opposite or whatever, but, um, I never took the time to, to get used to that. I've done one shoot with, um, it was a, I actually remember it was a Yashica like D or something like that it was called. Um, and it was like the equivalent to that Rolleiflex that I think they call it like a twin lens. Twin lens, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but I didn't, I didn't love, I didn't love that shooting experience with it, but I think maybe for self portraits, it could be, could be cool. It is, yeah, no, and it's it's kind of like a heavy thing as mm. well. For me, even any camera for me is difficult because I'm quite small, and so everything's really big and chunky and heavy. Um, and I don't have like a stand for anything. Yeah. So it is. I kind just, of I actually, I've been shooting for five years, and I just got a tripod. <laughs> that makes me feel better. <laughs> no, because I don't like. I don't. I mean, you might be like me. I don't like um, when you when you incorporate a tripod you're taking an element of realism out of out of the photography you know it feels yeah. it feels more like photography um when you're when you have that tripod and less like real life um and you're setting it you're now like going another step of setting it up like setting up your shot instead of it being like a moment that you just capture yeah. Um, at least for me like with shooting models especially like I just anything that holds me back from um, that natural flow and 
and letting you be in your natural flow and stuff like that, that like, I, I try to eliminate as much of that as possible, you know, See, that would be useful more for like studio stuff. Which, even, yeah, even like, then I, I, I'm like a freaking ninja. Like I like to go in close <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I want to go far away. And like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah. It's like you look at one contact sheet of mine and it's like close up portrait far away. It's like all it's like all over. <laughs> You're just everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I do have this one framed contact sheet which uh, I would show you but every shot is nude and I don't think I can put nudity on YouTube. <laughs> but every, I, this was one where I told myself I was excited to want like every shot to be a little different but of the same distance and um You're familiar with Helmut Newton, right? Yeah. Um, it was a very Helmut Newton shot. I'm just gonna. I'm looking at it and gonna describe it to you. Um, we're at my friend. <laughs> we're at my friend Damon's place in like the Silver Lake Hills. It's called, which I never knew was a thing. Mm -hmm. And um, his place is absolutely beautiful. And he has this 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 pool that it has like it's it's facing sunset light too, which is amazing. And then. Um, like cascading steps with like the shrubbery and the greenery and then this palm tree just like right there in front of his house like in the back <laughs> it's in the backyard right mm -hmm. um and so she is up like raised up so I'm shooting at like a, a distance and she she's raised up just powerful and she's nude she's in her heels and she's wearing these big glasses and she's just you know, hands on the hips, power, power stance, like a freaking boss woman. Just, and I was like, look, I was like, this is your estate. I was like, you are the boss. And I had, there, there were like, we had like a little party thing of um, creatives. You, you would have, you would have loved it. Cause it was literally a bunch of photographers and models just like shooting each other, hanging out, smoking cigars, jumping in the pool. It was, a, it was a blast. Classic. And oh, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> oh man. So at this point everyone's in the hot tub watching a shoot and i'm 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 in i'm i don't even like see them hear them whatever and i'm telling it i'm like look down at me like i'm like scum <laughs> look, look at me like i'm scum and and that's the shots it's fucking great but it looks really cool as a contact sheet because um from a distance they it kind of looks like each one is the same shot but they're not and each one has its subtle differences and um and what's funny is, is in that there, there really is, there really is just one that I, I love the most. And it took kind of, you know, sometimes you, you know, you know what you want. And sometimes it takes, it takes a few of those shots to get to the next shot, so to speak. I have no idea how I got on this story, but I don't, I'm like dying to see these images. Oh my God. Okay. I'll show you. Maybe I can blur it out or something. <laughs> Oh wow, it's a beautiful frame. I need to get those AirPod things. <laughs> I was going to, but I don't think it's good to have the Bluetooth like on your head. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just being cheap. So you're thinking about the health of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So it's kind of reflective because it is glossy. Okay. I don't normally like glossy, but um, let me get up to a close one. Let's see. Can wow. you see that? Yeah, so beautiful. Yeah. And then these there are these two at the bottom when she um 
she got on all fours like a cat in the bushes. Oh my gosh, I was going bananas. Wow. And she has sunglasses on? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. She's a badass. She's like a muse. Um, her and her husband have become like family. Mm. Yeah, they're awesome. <clears throat> Macy, Miss Macy and Dave Della. You would you would love to shoot her. She mm. actually enjoys photography too. Mm. Yeah, you would love to shoot her. I love that there's like a family of I feel like it's really common for a model to like pick up a camera. I think it's nice. Um yeah. So I had um an interview podcast yesterday with I don't know what to call this. Interview, conversation, podcast, a show. Um ooh, I kind of like episode. So I had an episode yesterday on on the show was um Kayla, who I didn't know this, like we're friends. I didn't know that she started, she started doing um, self-portraits as well. Nice. Yeah, you're gonna love what she did too. She sent me some images. Um, she's taking like close-up photos of her her bo- like body parts, yeah. like the, um, that like you would only know it's her if you knew her. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like so, it's like you don't even see her eye it's like just a piece of her face but then I'm like oh I know that's that's Kayla you know and then I think she sent me one that is her stomach that um it has like a like a tiny tiny like scar or a mole Mm -hmm. I remember it was just she just sent three of them and she wants to um expand expand upon that which I think is really cool um and then and then uh Rose who I knew I that that's how I started kind of following her and um and and got to know her was because of her self-portrait series mm-hmm. you might be familiar with her work her name's Rose Smith yeah. yeah my goodness her self-portraits are out of control um and I was so excited to talk with her because when I first saw her self-portraits I was like how the frick is she doing this you know what I mean? Like as a photographer, I was thinking like, how is she doing this? How is this so in focus? And yeah. she's like moving like in nature and not she close to the camera. How she's doing it. Huh? Did she tell you how she does it? She did. And I'm not, I'm not going to tell you because I actually told Kayla <laughs> yesterday on the podcast and I don't want to, rep- I don't want to repeat myself every time. You'll have to listen to the, her show, her <laughs> listen to her show. Okay. And, um, and her answer, I'm just going to tease you a little more. Her answer was so simple that I was like, oh my God, yeah, okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, obviously. It was like very, it was a very low, lo-fi answer for what <laughs> I thought, for what I thought was a high tech thing. She's like, why are you asking this question? I know, uh, but that's what's really cool. She also talked about how she, um, you know, she is just learning about photography and she's not that knowledgeable about the technicals. And mm-hmm. I assure, I, I, and she's, you know, taking shots that she really likes and stuff and not, she's not second guessing it either, which I think is really great. And I just wanted to add to that and reassure her that um, some of my favorite images that I've taken, if not my favorite, um, are from the first year of me shooting when I didn't mm-hmm. know anything about photography. I never took a photography class. I didn't have, my parents were not photographers. I was never around that. So my shooting style I made um, to complement that and made it really simple. And I was just shooting on aperture priority. And I would do this thing where I would 
normally have like black and white film in my 35 millimeter camera. I had a, uh, a Nikon F100. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever heard of that camera before. It's a really great, like, not even to say starting camera, because it was Ellen Von Unworth's camera. That's what yeah. she used. I've never, like, used Nikon or Nikon. No, I've never. Yeah. I'm an Nikon yeah. guy, because my first one was. And I would, again, shoot on, like, Aperture Priority, which is, like, basically automatic to people who don't know that. And um, I really didn't understand, like, the Aperture shutter speed stuff and kind of like the math the easy easy math now that you need to do when you want to you know make the adjustments and um i just was very i was really simple about it and i just um i just got distracted a squirrel just like went across my window like on the telephone <laughs> <laughs> uh no but i i just kept i kept the process really simple and then i would normally have as well color film and my point and shoot that i would use and always have um take like a flash shot with it and I was able to then just take the shots and not miss those moments like I was kind of talking about earlier and um, I wasn't thinking about the technicals about you know the aperture and you know if there was a cloud that came or something and my camera would obviously make those adjustments for me and we didn't have to stop for for a second um, and I kind of missed that 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 way of shooting you know yeah. But um, I'm curious because I asked the other two girls this and they it resonated with them. So I'm curious the, um, how what you think of this through the process of like doing yourself portraits. Um, I don't know. What have you have you felt that you've like like learned more about yourself and it's been like a therapeutic process, a growing process for you? Yeah, I think after as well being photographed by others so frequently and being in someone else's vision yeah and then say that again laura you kind of broke up for a second sorry um but being photographed by other people yeah so i think you know basically my image is um publicly basically what other people have formed of me Hmm by their vision of me. So by doing self-portraits too, it's kind of a nice way to self-document moments um, where I felt maybe reflective, where I caught myself in the mirror and thought, you know, um, this would be like a beautiful shot. I don't think, like I haven't necessarily gone out to take self-portraits, I'm more documentative. So if I'm in nice light or you just do it. In the, you do it in the moment. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, I just caught myself, mm. and then I'll be like, I, I need to maybe have this. There's been a few times where I've set up like to do it, but I also, as I said, don't have stands, so they're mostly reflective, which is also yeah. why I like the medium format because it creates like a clear image mm. um, rather than doing the 35 because it's going to be through a reflection. Um, but, and yeah, I guess there's something enjoyable about getting the phone back as well. Cause then you're like, oh, this is like me by me. And it's, yeah. I think a little bit special about that. Oh, definitely. You're, you were the, the artist and the, the muse. 
Yeah. I do. I have to say though, like I tried mm. to avoid mirrors and such. Why? Life. I, I don't know. I, I just can't be in front of myself too much. Mm. I like to think about, cause I'm already thinking about the way that I am and the way that I look so often for anyone listening to this as a podcast and can't see her she's incredibly beautiful <laughs> thank you <laughs> that's sweet um but that's yeah. also i mean refreshing to hear i'm sure for people that <laughs> yeah you're not vain like you don't want to see yourself over and over yeah i suppose you're just saying it's like avoid clocks and mirrors maybe uh, not so to be I more know. present yeah, just kind of exist outside of yourself for a moment. Because especially as a model, you, you're just thinking constantly of the way that you look. Yeah. Also, like, to take self-portraits. Like, a, some of them I have that are really personal. They're just kind of me falling apart, mm. which I need to see because I need to be okay with not looking good on camera as well. Uh, I, I needed to hear that because I've... Um you know, all these talks with everybody about their self-portraits, I've, I've done a few myself and it, they've typically been um, on one of my shoots and there's been like a mirror or something like that. And one of my favorite ones um, that I, I, I could grab the book, we published in our second issue was um, of, of me and the model, you know, like us together. And I don't know, they've always, <laughs> The self-portraits that I've done have always like glamorized myself, like mm -hmm. how I, does that, you know? And yeah. um, so then when I've, like my, my bathroom, the window faces sunset. Um, and so the light that comes in and then me against the mirror, it's, it's, it's really nice. And I've thought about wanting to take self-portraits before in there. And I've even kind of had the, film and the camera ready to go and to do it and I really just didn't love what I I didn't love myself in the image you know um to take it and I was like really hard on myself and not wanting to take an ugly photo of me I suppose but I, I maybe I should just do the opposite and go for it and and just make my I don't know just try not to be so pretty about it um, yeah. Yeah. That's not what photography is supposed to be about. No, not at all. I think in a, a, most of the photographs that I've really loved, it's nothing, you know, nothing against shooting like beautiful people, but hmm. a lot of the photographs I love don't really have anything to do with the way that people hmm. look, you know, yeah. and um, I'm the same way, but there's something about ourself. Yeah. Yeah, we're a little bit harsher about, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, it's hard. I mean, you know, like I make a living off of the way that I look. So I'm like my own commodity, which is probably not healthy. So it's definitely good to like step back and mm -hmm. maybe tone down. But I've also noticed like I'll go to certain shoots where there will be like really maybe like obviously beautiful models but in a little bit different way but maybe they're like the preferred model and I'll be treated like less well. well um, I'm you know, gonna I'd beat them up if I saw that shit. It just it's so common like you really 
favoritism mm. uh, in the room or if I decide not to like look a certain way one day, I won't get the same amount of, so right. you start that as well. So yeah, as far as like- Do you find, like, um, do you find that if you're dressing quote unquote sexier that you're getting more attention? So much. Ah. <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, See, I I'm the opposite. When I've done, um, when I've held castings and things, I'm more attracted and wanting to choose that model who is uh, is outspoken and who I can tell like is gonna because at the end of the day you're like spending the day with somebody when you're shooting um, yeah. and to me and, and and to be honest like sh that doesn't mean someone can't be shy because I'm thinking of um, a specific model once that I chose like kind of because she was shy and I thought it was like really Cool. like I was I almost took it as like a challenge of like I want her to have like the best time like, oh, you know I want to make this girl like laugh and like I want her <laughs> to choose the music and I um I remember she I was playing because she was like kind of you know like a young model like whatever 2021 20, I don't know and I was like okay what are the cool kids listening to like what do you what do you want me to play and and she kind of had let me choose because again she was really shy she was like you choose I'm like okay I'll put on some music and I could after shooting like one roll of film I was like okay this isn't working like what oh. do you what do you like to listen to you know like um and she and she liked like heavy rock and I was like what? <laughs> I was like what I was like let's do it and then the shoot changed like crazy because she was able to like be herself you know yeah yeah that was really cool um but but yeah, like when I, when I hear something, when I hear that there's something like unique about someone, like when I was in Milan, there was um, a girl that she was a dentist, like a legit dentist as well. And, and taking a break from that to, to do modeling and see where she could take that. Cool. And, um, and go figure, she had the most beautiful smile. <laughs> Obviously. And perfect white teeth. I was like, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, I would love to, to shoot you. This would be great. And she was so smart and had so much, so much depth. Um, and what I've found too is like, sometimes obviously you don't get to know these things beforehand, but uh, I have said this a million times and I'll say it again, that I think models are unbelievable. And I think that a lot of, I think a lot of people give models kind of like, not even a bad rep, but they just underestimate y'all and you're so talented. You're so talented, you know, because you, you got to think you guys like you, you are art, you know, and you have to make your body art. You have to, and you have to be smart too. Like it's not, not just anyone can do that. Who is, is beautiful. You have to be super self-aware, you know, like to pose well, it's to have like, you know, just this awareness. And I think if you're really getting like deep about that, then you're, then you're then aware about other people too, not just like on a shoot and like how to pose, you know? And I don't know, I've just found that models tend to, to be artists in other forms, like how you're picking up a camera and how you have, it sounds like you have been even before you were really modeling because um, your dad did photography too. But um, yeah, models that are musicians and, and writers and entrepreneurs and just, y'all fascinate me. Yeah, it's cool. Um, and impress me and inspire me. Mm -hmm. oh. But you, so you don't model anymore? Those, are, those days are behind you? 
yeah yeah i i i genuinely enjoy it actually like so much um i love to become like a character uh but i haven't been signed in in a long long time and i tried kind of half-assed to be honest but i i tried to get signed um this past year and um and it just wasn't didn't go the way i wanted it to (laughs) but i also think that the the feedback I was getting from my friends that are agents and stuff was that LA might not be my market to begin with. Like I have more of a New York look and how, but whatever it's, it's, it's not really, um, I don't know. It is kind of, it's, it's frustrating. Cause I, I didn't have the modeling career that I, that I would have liked or was always told that I thought that they thought I could have had and stuff. And, by people who I like really respected in the industry too. Um, and that's always frustrating, right? When someone says like, Oh, you should be on that billboard or you should be in that campaign and that cover. And I'm like, yeah, Shit. that sounds, <laughs> that sounds great. Sign me up. Like, but it ain't happening at the moment. Um, nothing's happening at the moment. Nothing's happening at the moment <laughs> under quarantine. Do you, do you have a bunch of, do you have a good amount of film with you at least? I'm actually out. I have to get out of town. Yeah, I didn't prepare for this. Tell Andre to ship you some film. You know he would do it. He would, wouldn't he? He would do it in two two seconds. I'm gonna tell him right now. <laughs> Laurel's had a film. Did y'all get to connect a little bit? Yeah, I met him. Um, he is he is pretty busy. And then I was supposed to leave London like the next week. Um, okay. Ended up staying, but. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah, he was so helpful. He showed me the lab and everything. Did you get to Did you get to print there? No, because Chan Chan Photographic. Nice guys. <laughs> you didn't You didn't get a chance, eh? No, I didn't get a chance. Um, oh, buggers. Yeah, no, I was like, yeah, I'll be back in the spring, and then obviously, you know, <laughs> you're, you're here in the spring. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be there i think um we're buying like chemicals and stuff to just develop everything at the house here really yeah because nothing else to do so and I there have you go that i need to are you gonna you're gonna do everything for black and white or color as well so uh, yeah i've only been shooting color recently actually. oh um so i just have a lot of color which i know is more will you my friend vince Vince Ong, A-U-N-G. Shout out to Vince. He's the man. So if you message Vince, he'll message you back. And you'll, you'll I think, admire his work. I mean, he shoots um, for like Vogue and stuff. Uh, he's a good guy. And he develops, mo- he, he mostly develops his film. Um, color, too. And so like, don't be too... I think people are really scared to develop color, um, but you can do it. Yeah, it's possible. It's much, um, you can't really fuck up on temperature and stuff. As yes, like whereas black and white, like it's not, it's uh, not even an issue, you know. Yeah. With the temperature. Um, but yeah, give it a go. <laughs> that sounds cool. I want to see the results of that. <laughs> yeah. He's got because he he even prints at home too. And he has it like set up in his closet, you know, ah, which is yeah. dope. Um, and he uses a drum 
you know, that he puts the print in. Yeah. So, and, and then it's basically as if it's, it's doing, yeah, the developing and all that, like in the drum, just like you would use a drum to develop your film. Oh, wow. But then this is for the paper now. And you and I are spoiled from when we go to like, you know, rapid eye and everything and print and, <laughs> and I love it. You put the thing in the processor and it comes out. It's like printing on a computer. You're just like, ah, oh, ah, oh, it's amazing. Have you, have you um, printed both color and black and white? Yeah. So okay. I, I was really close with a dated photographer um, mm. for four years. So he was going through that process and then I was just going through it alongside him, I would say. Mm. Um, Where did y'all print at? Um, his, he did it. Yeah. So, because um, I, I was starting to sell prints for a minute. You were? And, yeah, it was going pretty well. I was picking up my papers and there's a nice place in Canada that would like ship it all out as well. Um, and then I moved to Bali and stopped and I haven't done it since. Well, let's pick it back up. I'm starting yeah. May 1st. Um, Tangible House is going to be selling fine art, film on my, film on my prints. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Um, really? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah I have an amazing printer um and it's other photographers too not just my own stuff <laughs> yeah and andre's i have a couple prints of andre's that we're gonna do i'm actually wearing one of his ironically underneath my sweatshirt let me see this this um picture that he took in um where did he take this in cambodia no of these monks on their iphone <laughs> awesome. it's such a dope photo there's four of them all on their phone and you're just like, and the colors are amazing, and like it's just sick. And you're, just, you just don't think about these monks having iPhones. I don't know, you know. Uh, yeah, and so we're we're putting that on like limited edition T-shirts and then phone cases as well. It sounds so funny, kind of when I when I say it, because it's um, I don't know, it's phone cases, right? But I think it's a uh, it's a really cool way for um, especially people who like are not maybe artists themselves, but they appreciate art to have it a part of their daily life. You know, like I have, I have one of um, my good friend, Cynthia, that I shot. Uh, this is a darkroom print. It's kind of cool. It's a darkroom hand print. And then it's on a phone case. You know, we just don't think about something like that. And she's on her Oh phone. wow! She's on her phone, on, on phone. the back of a phone. <laughs> I mean, am I am I a kid or do I just think that that's the greatest thing? I think it's so cool. Um, yeah, I remember this shoot. It was in London, and as we were shooting, her um, her parents called her. She's uh, from Argentina, Argentina, and she answered. And she just and she, you know, you know how you like pick up the phone and you kind of naturally go towards the window. You know, yeah, you, you just yeah, like, you just start doing shit. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. You don't give you don't you don't yeah, you don't know what's going on. And 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 I took two sh two shots, one of her looking out the window, which phew, so amazing too. But then um I was like, Cynthia, look at look over here. And she looked over me. 
and you can't see it because it right here is cut off but you know she has her her arm at her hip too that's got like the nice angles going it, she's wearing my bandana that i'm wearing right now is it also your screensaver no oh my screen do i did you just see that no oh let me see my screensaver is <laughs> the um what if I got all these notifications? You can't even see my damn screensaver right now. It's the shot that I said that I, the self-portrait with um, a model that I really liked. Mm. I don't know if we can see that or not. It's kind of hard to see, eh? Reflection. Yeah, no, I can see it. Yeah. So, I, yeah, this this show is all about like wisdom and, experiences and things and um you know and our our wisdom comes from our unique experiences and you know you geez you lived in Bali for how long that's pretty cool yeah so you can only be there for a few months and you have to fly out so I didn't know I, that yeah it's I mean you can go to like I think usually people go to Singapore and then hmm. they fly back the next day oh wow really quick um, they're not they're not that strict about it I guess it's not like you have to spend time away. Okay. Yeah, because I um, I was studying like natural medicines and um, plants and mm. uh, yoga because I'm a yoga teacher. Oh, are you? So Bali was like mm, yoga heaven. I was like yoga barn. Why don't you ho you should host um a uh, like an Instagram yoga thing for people to tune in during the quarantine i've just so there's something about like my online presence where i, I know you're not in i can <laughs> tell you're not into like pushing yourself i just don't know how to do that it, like doesn't come naturally to me to turn on the camera and then mm. say but if you yeah but you would flourish and once you hit the button you would do well because you're if you especially if you're a yoga teacher and it sounds it sounds like um just from everything we've talked about that you have like a really kind heart and you would you're not doing it for self-benefit you would do it to you know to for other people and and that's what yoga is all about and yeah just movement just getting people really to just people are sitting on their ass like way too much <laughs> right now you know yeah that's so cool. Yeah, it'll be a good time. Well, th think about it. Um, I've also been a little bit, like recently, just from not being able to go home safely, mm. feeling a little anxious. Really? So it's it's been hard for me even to like ground and mm. breathe. I've been more of like a, like light jogs and yeah, like dancing around and stuff, but I can't really seem to sit still. Sit still, still. yeah. It's like now that we're told we have to sit still, I'm just like, oh, of course, unable to relax. Um, mm. But I have a funny feeling, though, that if you because um, I think for the yoga by yourself, it, like you're saying, it's kind of hard right now because you, you can't get get it all off your mind and everything. But it's funny how when you when you do something like for others, you forget about yourself. And you forget about you forget about your worries because now your priority is is um is is them and that could be a therapeutic process um 
we can try it you and me you could do a yoga thing with me i do i do like a very basic yoga routine yeah because I, I, I don't i don't know yoga that that well but I, I enjoy doing it i do it actually to start my workouts um just to get warmed up and to stretch a little and and to slow down um yeah. but um because yeah I've, I've always enjoyed there's the squirrel again <laughs> i wish you could have seen that he was just loving life oh um so okay yoga master photographer model what else what else do you paint too do you and you dance <laughs> <laughs> uh, i love dancing i did dancing in school um, you did yeah i love i love the form of movement really okay but i mean yeah, I think naturally dabbling in any kind of medium, writing. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think too now, especially with something like social media, oh. it's unclear what's, what you should share and what, what is personal. I think yeah, for me, I know, right? it was predominantly kept personal. Um, and it is kind of difficult to say like, oh, I'll share this with everyone. Cause I didn't do it for that purpose. So. Definitely. I, I think, I think your thinking is, is awesome. And I don't think you should second guess it because, um, and it does, that doesn't mean those of us who, who share a lot on social media is bad either. But, no, no. um, I think it's, I mean, for obviously for, for years and years and years before social media, people were just fine, not sharing everything. <laughs> they had no choice and and how refreshing is that you know i mean i trust me i i don't i don't like to get too much in the headspace of like uh wishing other things that are impossible because that's not healthy but i i think i would have really enjoyed and flourished at a time as a photographer where there wasn't social media you know right. because because i um i'm I'm willing to go through like the extra steps and the, the hard work to like do an exhibition or something like that. And to, I don't know. I think um, the biggest thing, what you said too, is it's tough to, to know what to share and how to share it. And then what does that make me feel? And like, I'm thinking about what other people think of what I'm posting, which is not what social media should be about. Um, Cause it should be, it should be like your, you know, your work. Right. But then it's social media, it's for other people. So then it just keeps going back and forth and um, trying to find that, that balance. Yeah, it's, it's like one platform for all, it just seems mm. it's like overwhelming. But I, I'm a, I, love, I love like Instagram. People mm -hmm. have a lot to say about it, but I really enjoy it. Mm. All the accounts I follow, I think it's inspiring. I'm obviously not on it so much. Yeah. Um, I think that's helpful and enjoying your time on it, but... I love that we're able to share what we share and um, like the consistent feed from artists I admire, like the fact that they're painting every day and they're sharing their paintings every day. I think that's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's inspiring, right? When we see other people. Going through, but not in like a forceful way, just in a natural rhythm. Mm -hmm. Like that. Yeah, I enjoy it. I think it's cool. So we need to get you some film so you can be creating, but, yeah. um, 
in the meantime, before you get that, I mean, there's a lot that you can still do. <clears throat> how, where do you think you want to take your, how far do you want to take your photography? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure. I definitely want at some point to publish books. Um, yes, I love it. And I love that you said books, plural. <laughs> Well, <laughs> people, she's gonna be many books. Yeah, she's gonna be published. This girl, I love it. Um, in even in a low key way, you know, I'm not trying to like be a name or anything. Um, well, you're in an amazing place for it. Um, did you go to the bookstore that I told you to that Rapid Eye has yet? Yes, I did. Actually, yeah. now I moved into that kept that place. It's Wait, like, what'd you say? You like go to the cafe, the bookstore now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So As I I left before it was finished, so I haven't been in person. It's great. Yeah, they're I, doing they're doing amazing things for everyone who's listening. Um, Rapid Eye in London, owned by a unbelievable guy named Lee. I actually do not know Lee's last name. He's just Lee. He's just Lee from Rapid Eye, who started Rapid Eye. And um, it's a place that they do film processing and you can go and, you know, print and rent darkroom space. And they recently started something called the Photo Book Cafe, which is just down the street from their regular um, Rapid Eye location. And they're on a mission to be, if I say this correctly, the they want to be like the largest they want to have the largest database of independent published photo books. And they do um, like zine and photo book launches all the time. Um, so if you're in London and to be honest, even if you're in like Paris or Milan or nearby, like obviously when the quarantine is finished, it's worth like, I haven't even been and I have like that fear of missing out. I see them post on social media all the time from their events and it just looks like so much fun. And it's incredibly, incredibly inspiring because that's just not happening in Los Angeles. You know, young photographers are not invest, like they, those London photographers, they're, they don't have a bunch of money, you know, you don't have to have, and they're showing you don't have to have like a bunch of money to, to make a zine and to make your own book. Um, and they're just true artists, you know, through yeah. and through and through uh, wanting to put their work out the way it was meant to be, like held <laughs> and, and touched, you know? Yeah. Um, I love the London photography scene. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I have my own like uh, opinions and, and complaints about like the style of, of uh -oh. London <laughs> photography. Okay. I think it's, uh, I more so like respect the artists and what they're doing and like do, do, do you, so to speak. Um, but I think it's very, sim I think they all are shooting very similarly to each other. Yeah, uh, I think because, you know, in LA and California, it's a lot of shooting outside and the light is very different. Hmm. But when you're in a place like London, you're very much like put inside spaces. So then I mean, obviously you can go around England, but you definitely get the feeling of being inside or like being in maybe Funny. because of like producing more color or making it a certain, mm. it just makes sense environmentally. 
that that product of the environment would look as it does, as opposed to like California and its own. It's funny you know, though. I, I maybe I'm like following the wrong photographers in LA or my a lot of them my friends, but I find so many of them shoot in studio, which is crazy. I'm like, we're in Los Angeles. Wow. And yeah. the sun is amazing. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people are shooting in studio. And because I think it's what maybe, maybe what those brands expect, maybe it's what those teams expect, that they want that comfortability. That's been like a theme. I think we, uh, we've been kind of touching on that with other, with uh, some of the other models and with my friend Lucas as well. That's a photographer that I think, um, yeah, there's like a safety that comes with shooting in studio and uh, everyone being comfortable with the, the rack, the rack of clothes and the I really like catering. outside. I'd say, yeah. you know, like natural sun is just more, like it feels more natural. You have more. Yeah. I will say that uh, with, with printing though, um, fuck, it's a night and day difference from shooting, from shooting in studio, printing in studio, and then shooting outside, printing outside. Um, because the light changes like outside, like you don't realize it, you know, the temperature, the color, the, you know, but at least in, in studio, cause like, um, I find myself when I shoot in studio and then print, I print way more images because it's like the same settings basically, like for the most part, as long as <laughs> yeah. they did, as long as they didn't like move too much off, you know, that key spot. And I'm printing like 30 images from one shoot. Like it makes no sense. And I, I need to find somebody in my life to choose the images that I should print before I go to the dark room because I should not be allowed to choose. I just end up printing everything. It yeah. takes me two days usually. I usually spend two days printing one shoot. And, wow. and, and I crank out so many prints that but then it's funny because then two weeks after, you know, two weeks later or something like that, I look at it and I'm like, okay, there's like now looking at this and stuff with hindsight, there's like six shots that I should have only printed. Yeah. Yeah. And that's me though. I'm like, um, I'm very like passionate and just like want to, I don't know. I don't really, I need to, I need to sometimes take a moment to relax and think about things. Yeah, I think maybe even if you see it printed, it might change your mind on it as well. Sometimes it's nice to have that. Yeah. Like, here it is, and then maybe if you don't prefer it, that's fine. But it's expensive. It's expensive and it takes time. <laughs> More than that, it's, it's time. At least you're yeah. really good at it now. And it's expensive. <laughs> I, don't know. I'm, I don't know if I would say I'm really good at it, but I, um, I'm starting to finally feel like... Uh, with black and white that I'm at least, I at least know what I like in black and white. Mm. Um, color is tricky because, and it's funny, I, I took, um, I took a friend of mine printing at Chan's and his first ever session, he like nailed it because he, Printing is not rocket science for people, for people who are photographers who like have always wanted to print in the darkroom and are like nervous about it. It's not difficult at all. What's the most difficult part about it, I think, is, is yourself and that like it is your own Photoshop and you have, you could literally print the same image a million different times, a million different ways, I'm sorry. Um, 
with especially color like in the flashes that you could do and you could go warmer you could go cooler with the print you could do um you know a cool a cooler toned flash um you could even do a neutral flash which is like a gray just neutral gray which i learned um is what nick knight would often do on his prints um brian dowling who did his his prints in the 90s told me that nick would love to do because i told him too i said my i feel like my flash i went to him and i told him that i feel like my flashes are are like overpowering the the um the image sometimes and i'm seeing like that color is being too you know it's too gold it's like too too much or something and on certain images you know and then he was like try doing a neutral flash and i'm like a neutral flash what's that like tell me and uh, he was like yeah it's like um like gun like gunmetal gray you know like steel that color and i'm like how the hell do you make that color and he's like well that's the trick you gotta <laughs> you got he's like you gotta figure out how to make that color and oh man i finally at chan's in room five you know the one in the corner he showed you the big room in the corner maybe yeah it's the one at the end i finally figured out in that one how to make like literally perfect gray wow yeah, and it was not an easy process to do that. I because I have found when I was printing there that when I was printing beside women, um, they were unbelievable printers. I mean, I, I I think it's like a fact that women see color better than men. Oh, seriously, okay. I swear to God. Um, oh my goodness, I can't think of her name right now. I started with a D. I follow her on social media. She's a fantastic photographer and, and printer. Um, but yeah, I was so jealous when I, I, I truth, truthfully was really jealous. Her, her prints were just stunning. Um, D, I have no idea. Uh, Benjamin Vanuk is a photographer who I really admire. I think you would like his work too, especially, what, especially the photography that he does of his, his girlfriend. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I'll forward you his Instagram for sure. Um, so I'm curious, maybe we can kind of like start to wrap up and, and end with this, but um, you have lived this pretty amazing life. <laughs> I can't wait to read your, your memoir someday. Um, <laughs> filled with photos. Uh, what advice would you give to like your younger self, maybe the the you that just picked up the camera or the you that just started getting into modeling? Um, probably don't be shy. Would you tell yeah. yourself that now too? I would. <laughs> <laughs> um, in the sense of, I think, I think I love maybe, I'm really documentative, so maybe like street photography or like life happening would be my ideal setting. Yeah. And it's difficult to pull out a camera and say, I'm going to take, you know, an image of this person or these people or this space. Yeah. You know, but I mean, as a model, I think the advice would be a little bit different. It would, um, hmm. it would probably just be relax. Yeah. yeah relax. Um, but. Have you watched yet the, um netflix documentary finding vivian meyer no i didn't know they made a documentary mm. 
Yeah, you should watch that. Uh, her story is incredible. Yeah. And it might, I mean, it might make you slightly rethink the shy thing. Like, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I'd love for you to be, <laughs> to share more of your stuff too. Don't get me wrong, because I, I, I really like your work and would like to see more of it and and you. But um, so she, they discovered that she was even doing photography um, and thousands and thousands of um of her film, I think she didn't even, she may not have even developed them or she didn't develop a lot of them. Um, but uh, she was a nanny and, mm-hmm. and, and she just took these amazing images of life. You know, she would take the kids on, on, on these walks and they would often go into like kind of bad parts of the neighborhood and stuff. And, the do- her documentary photography is just unbelievable. And she would get right up in people's faces, these photographs that she would take, you know? And she had the, I don't know if it was a roller, but it was the twin lens that, you know, was a, the waist level viewfinder. But as she's walking these kids, she's able to just kind of, you know, snap the shot. And then it's also not so like in your face when you bring a camera up to your face in front of somebody that you're taking a shot, like the roll is, a, it's a little bit incognito, you know? Yeah, you shoot from the hip. Yeah. Um, but I mean, her images are like, like you analyze them and they're arguably perfect, you know, like the geometry, the lighting, the shot, the emotion, it's just unfreaking believable. And she didn't show a single person, a single person, her shots when she was living. That's crazy. She did it for herself, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, people know me as like shooting um, women mainly but i love taking my camera and um going on like sunset walks and and shooting what i see you know and i would love to do a show on still life on things that i've shot um and it's some it's some of my absolute favorite images you know i just think that i love being around people so much that i i gravitate towards that of course but and it took me years to uh before i took the first photo of not a person uh, I talked about this yesterday, actually, mm. and it's pretty cool to hear. I think it's um, when you tell me that. I don't know. I think I think you're very wise, and you're really far along in your craft as an artist because I think you're a very grounded. You're very grounded, and I think that would be some advice I would give to artists. Is I think artists really get in our head about how do we like progress as an artist or how do we develop our own style and we overthink the art part and then we for I've never thought about this actually before now but I think that if you're if you really have like yourself understood and are honest with yourself and and you know love yourself and treat yourself with that compassion and 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 everything um and if you really know who you are and everything then you then can figure out and know who you are as an artist that much simpler and it becomes natural it doesn't become like a a thing you sit down and you write down ideas of like you know what kind of artist do i want to be and what you know where do i want my work to go in a year and how do i want to be remembered as an artist you just you just are being you yeah yeah and that drives you to do it not really sure what it is but have Mm. to can't not um it is interesting though like once if i start sharing work like images and it's like, oh, well, am I, am I trying to say I'm a photographer? Am I trying to 
say that I want to do this or, you know, when actually it's just, I don't know, it makes you think about the work a little bit differently, I realized, because, mm. you know, once I have started to put things out, I'm like, well, I'm not trying. I don't know. It just, it does make you kind of have to identify as something, which is. Yeah. Cause I do know, I do know photographers who they literally are doing photography because they do enjoy photography, but they want to be like a famous photographer. And I think that's a different, I think they are photographers. And then I think you are an artist. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, just uh, using that as a medium of expression. Yeah. yeah. Like there are some who look at it a lot more as like a, a career. Yeah. Um, and I think that's amazing because you're, you're in a position where you have your modeling as well, you know? So I think that um, it'd be different if like the modeling just got, you know, if you got sweep kicked and it's like no more modeling for you and then you'd be like oh shit okay like i really enjoy photography i'm gonna try to do this more as a career and you might you might then start to overthink some things which i we would then say don't <laughs> but you, you you might get in that same mindset as these individuals but um it's you're, you're in a position of not having to overthink it and for those who are, are not in that same position it's important to to still not overthink it just how like if you're in a you know a kind of a crummy circumstance in your life you don't want to be obviously you want to try your best to be positive because if you're negative it's not gonna you're not gonna be able to manifest you know the good things yeah um easier said than done but i think like if people can can meditate and and really reflect on um on it all and focus on themselves then the art part the career part that'll that'll all Kind of come into play yeah no, um so i lied i have another question yeah sure. um what what inspires you as a photographer like are you are you looking at do you look at references from the past like do you have like a couple iconic photographers that you love their work are you inspired mm -hmm. by nature are you inspired by how you feel today you know like what inspires you as an artist, as a photographer, of like, when you take a picture, what you want to take a picture of? I think light would be like the number one. If it's Ooh. good light, then yeah. just, you know, it's a moment. But um, as far as photographers go, I think I really love like Irving Penn. Mm -hmm. I can see I, that in your work. Mm -hmm. I think and his stills are great as well. I don't, I mm -hmm. never really like studied other photographers. Mm -hmm. Um, right now, I really love like Laura Campman. Um, she's one of my favorites. But as far as like inspiration, I just, I almost think it's like an unhealthy way of living every day because I feel mm. like I need to document mostly moments, especially mm. being around. You think it's an unhealthy way to, to, to think so much about the inspiration? Is that what you mean? Yeah. It, no, not like it's, it's, I just have, it's just like an, it's a compulsive almost where I'll be in a room with you know lovely charismatic people or it'll be really still morning or something and I'll just be like I need to document this yeah you feel the need right and then I don't know how to turn that off I can't really um I can't really do that so and yeah as, as I've gotten older and it hasn't gone away I've just thought you know like maybe this is something that I just should continue doing and not really push that 
away. Like mm. I shouldn't mm. deny and suppress that need there. or document. Mm. Maybe I should just do it. I remember being, um, I think I was in like second grade and all through elementary school, I'd always have those like little disposable cameras. I would like bring them on all my trips. And on one trip I forgot to bring that camera and I was just crying and I was devastated. Uh. Um, but you know, it's just, some point I would like to not want to document everything, I think, but. You would? Yeah, just. That may not go away, I'm sorry. Probably not gonna go away. But yeah, I think inspiration isn't everything. Um, every day is a new day and there's always something there, kind of like paint, being, like living in a painting, almost. That's beautiful. Um, would you say that you have um, a life mantra like words that you try to live by um, I do I have a few mantras oh. and now I'm being put on the spot I'll oh, take your time I'll tell you mine while you, <laughs> while you think okay okay um, mine which was always spoken to us by my football coach um, on the team at the beginning of every practice he would say today is a great day to get a little bit better and I really try to live my life by that I have it written in front it's actually on a, a Polaroid that came out blank I wrote on it and said today is a great day to get a little bit better and I've since kind of in my head added to that and at the end of it in my mind I always say but you know enjoy the ride you know because I think one of my because that's been like my life mantra for you know 10 years um it's a testament of like i kind of do take life a little bit too seriously sometimes and try really hard and like work really hard and i think we still have to remember to enjoy the ride enjoy the journey you know process i want to be the best i can be of course i think that's um you know you only have one life to live and and that's in my, you know, I want to be the best I can be in my career and my relationships and friendships and everything. Um, and just for the, the best me for myself. But again, like not just being too hard on ourselves as well and having fun and enjoying it. That's a long yeah. mantra. <laughs> 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 but that's my shit. It's how I want to live. God damn it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Sorry, sometimes I do a southern accent. It comes out, it comes out hard uh, and fast, and I sometimes I don't know how to turn it off. You have to let it out. <laughs> um, what you got for me? Okay, well, recent this came up recently, and so since I've heard it, it's kind of been something that I've every day. It's um, you never stand in the same river twice. Oh, that's so good. I thought, yeah, I think that's a good metaphor for how even though things seem like they're coming back or we're not moving forward, it's never really the case. Oh, it's so good. Um, and then I think too, you won't learn with your mouth open. Um, that's another one. I think maybe that I encompass more so. I, um, I find- You're very good, you're a good listener. Yeah, I love to listen. And I think some people mistake that as, you know, me not being paying attention or being interested, but no way. I'm just kind of listening. <laughs> oh my gosh. Your mantras are really good. 
Thank you. You're, you're so deep. I don't, I don't care that you flunked philosophy. <laughs> no, you didn't, you didn't flunk it. You're probably really good at it. You just decided not to oh. continue it. I was so good at it. I didn't even. Oh my goodness. There it goes. <laughs> I like a little bit of ego with you. You, you got to let it out yeah. and have, have fun with it. <laughs> um, well, I hope this was, was fun for you. It was fun for me. I'm glad we got a chance to talk. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we ran into each other at Whole Foods a few weeks ago and it sparked, it's helped to spark uh, making this happen. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I'll see you maybe if I ever get back to America. <laughs> oh, you bet. I can't wait to shoot you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, do, and, and do yoga. Yeah. All right, Laurel. Thank you All very right. much. I appreciate yeah. you. Yeah, big love. Bye. Bye. And you can be my Alice As long as we leave the club Baby, yeah I got the garden reservations Plan for two Thought it never go this smooth So smooth, so smooth, yeah I feel like I need to spend the night with you I can feel the magic too, yeah